Everybody, my name is Ed, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Hog Hogcast. It has been a couple of weeks since our last episode with that Jenny B, but my, what a hogcast that was. Now, it's time to welcome another Y chromosome back to the podcast. No more women for this week. It's going to be two men having it out, I suppose. But please welcome to the podcast, for the first time appearing on a Game Hog video of any kind or audio, Please welcome Mr. Birdkeeper Toby. Hey. Say hello, Birdkeeper Toby. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Was I that the these. intro you were expecting? You know what? No, uh, no but it is the intro that I deserved. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I was uh, I was listening to the one that you did with Isla recently, and how excited that you got just to have uh, a woman on the podcast. <laughs> so. Oh, it's wonderful because I've never really been able to have female creators in the sphere of Game Hog before because I didn't really know any. But now I know so many wonderful. Wonderful, talented women that you're I can get up. involved. You're, you're growing up. You're you're evolving in life. It's wonderful. Indeed. So interestingly, I actually found you, Birdkeeper Toby, a uh-huh. number of years ago on YouTube, probably around the time oh. you maybe a few K into you starting. But I had only really discovered maybe a small handful of creators. I think it was maybe Tom Scar, Markiplier, Tamashi Hiroka, and you. What? You were some of the first creators I was ever aware of as people who did regular videos. No. And one of the things that made me go, this guy's quite cool, was your shirt. The Suicune shirt oh, that I've seen snap. in yeah. real life now. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was uh, how, like... No, I, indeed. So, a in a weird way, this is all... This is kind of like a privilege for me. You fanboy. Because <laughs> I'm kind of getting one of my early... Cre- yeah, I'm fanboy. Well, I'd say that. You didn't nice. actually say you enjoyed it, just that you'd seen it. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it. That was why I enjoyed it, because your, your content's very well made. In fact, for people who maybe don't know what your content is, Birdkeeper Toby, why don't you explain to the listeners of the sure. podcast? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm Birdkeeper Toby, and I do, uh, I do Pokemon videos. Uh, it used to be primarily Pokemon theories. Now I tend to, uh, which is just sort of like video game lore, drawing the dots that aren't really there to make new stories and basically fan fiction about Pokemon. Um, and uh, I, I used to do that quite a lot. Now I do more science-y Pokemon videos, but I also do some sort of fan-made creations. I got the series going on about uh, what if I was a gym leader of each different type, what themes, that kind of thing. Have a lot of fun with Pokemon. That's it. I think, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, hey, when I grow up, I want to I wanna be a Pokemon master. And lo and behold, I've managed to make it happen whilst wearing very stylish Pokemon shirts. So... I'm glad it's being appreciated anyway. That's great. What a passion-filled response to what you do for content. So that's one of the reasons I got Birdkeeper Toby on. We've met through a couple of MCMs, yeah. and we've managed to bond over a couple of things, mainly just each other. And I'm always astounded about how uh, unbelievably open and friendly you are, Ed. And oh, that's very kind. Yeah. I've always thought the same about you. Ooh, thank you. Oh, let's just pat each other on the back right now. I know. <laughs> let's just do this for an hour. It'll be great. Shall we? Shall we? We'll have a great time. <laughs> So, speaking of the hour or so that we have ahead, we obviously have some features that we do here on the mm-hmm. podcast. We top and tail every single one of our podcasts with a questionnaire. We start with the Pivot questionnaire, a very insightful quiz that some of you may know from Inside the Actors Studio, a very popular show in America. So, Birdkeeper Toby, are you ready to go through some of the Game okay. Hog questionnaires? Yeah, 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 no, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. So, let's start with the first question. What is your favourite word? Oh, okay. So, I'm immediately going to, like, ruin how you've been doing these because I have listened to this and I've been thinking, okay, I'm coming on, I'm coming on Hogscast. I got to have an answer for this ready. And I just realized I do not have the same 
relationship to words that I think other people do. <laughs> right. I have, I have a favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> like five but like (laughs) that's a great way of starting this podcast the best answer the best i can give you is that i think my favorite word must have used to have been chaos because it was in all of my passwords and i just really loved sonic adventure dx dude so did i and like i really liked the word chaos as well in fact when i first got into trading card games i was playing a game called duel masters and i just called my deck the chaos deck it wasn't it didn't have anything in it that was like that i was just like this is cool man Oh, you edgelord. I, mean, I get it. Exactly. I get it. I did so exactly edgy. the same thing. I actually, I logged onto an old account on a game of mine recently to, um, to kind of see what my personal profile was like on it. It was a Pokemon Battle Revolution. And uh, you had these custom taglines you could make for when you send out Pokemon. And my guy, he's like wearing all flames and he's like, the end is near. I am the ultimate <laughs> life form. I will bring chaos to you. And I'm just there like, oh, what oh, wrong Jesus. with me? <laughs> so eye-rolling but it was so cool at the time oh yeah it's just so bad there's something really sad about when you're a kid the things you think are cool oh yeah and then so like the naruto run is such a good example you know oh, you th- it looks so cool in anime but when you do it you look ridiculous so i had never done that but because i hadn't seen naruto but i did the same thing and it was the sonic the hedgehog run it's the exact same thing. Oh, it's the exact same fine. thing. And what I found amazing was I had a conversation with my friend Jordan uh, a couple months ago where he said, yeah, and you always had that funny Sonic the Hedgehog run you used to do. And I just oh, went, no! I just went, you knew about that? And he went, knew about it? That's all we ever talked about. Oh, that's <laughs> so bleak. Oh, that's so bad hearing it back now. You knew in your head it wasn't good, but you're hearing from friends going, yeah, that was really weird. Do you remember? Damn yeah. it. No, I'm, you know, I'm sure I remember as a kid watching a walking with dinosaurs type thing and there was a velociraptor yes. and the way it ran and it had like its bent elbows. And I'm sure I went to school well above the age where it would be appropriate for me to do this, running around as if I was a velociraptor and coming home and having my brother go, Toby, you gotta, you gotta not do that. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> not do that at school. <laughs> Oh, that's really oh. bad. But I mean, I kind of understand in a way. So you, I guess you don't really have many other... You don't have a word that where every time you hear it, it makes you feel happy. No. You don't have an animal name that maybe makes you go, oh, cool. Like puffin. What about the word puffin? I mean, that's a, it's good, that's a good word. But I, yeah. It's a good word. It's still just a word. I, I had to Google good sounding words. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm just looking at them and I'm just like, okay, I'm weird. I, I got nothing here. I got nothing here. I do have stuff for your next question. Don't worry. It's not going to be the same answer twice over. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I guess I'll throw one out there then. On, my my favorite word for this week is interminable. Oof. And interminable is what you say when something seems to go on forever. So like the ending of the third Lord of the Rings is oh, interminable. Oh, man, yeah. Okay. It just goes on forever. You're like, oh, there's the ending. Oh, f- Wait, what? what's going on? There's more? Another ending. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay. Interminable is going to be mine this week. I just think it's really good. When you describe, you know, did you ever have like a speech day at school? It was like the last day of term and like the headmaster would do a really, really long talk. Did you have anything like that? I think we probably did, yeah. Yeah. Like those, that basically to me, when I think of the word Interminable, I'm just, I'm flashed back to that like Vietnam. Uh, you know what? My thing for that is actually cues. I, I'm a really Ooh. bad, I can't handle cues. Uh, whether that's for like a, a rides or shopping centers or anything like that. And they, cues definitely take 
twice as long mentally than they actually do in real time. It, yeah, it's so weird how that works. Apparently, scientifically, it takes you average about two minutes to get impatient. Yeah. So a queue is perfect for that. Especially if you're in a hurry, queuing for a ticket machine at, like, Waterloo, when you've got ten minutes for your train, is the most stressful experience on earth for me. Any queue and it makes me near stand, if, I, if I can sit in a queue, you know, I can be okay with that, but then you just feel like an idiot being the only person sitting because everyone else is an adult. Who, That's so know, true. Kind of stands up. I'm just there sitting, like, you know, trying to get my phone out or have some other form of distracting media to remind me that I am not in this hell of a situation well speaking of hell or hell of a situation i mean i'm i try and link these together as best i can yeah that was a good segue totally. i like that <laughs> it was it wasn't great we'll see where they go for the rest of the podcast but let's go on to question two which is what is your least favorite word i had such a fun time googling earlier <laughs> this exact thing because i was looking up horrible sounding words and again like I, i've heard the word moist people up a lot i don't have a problem with it's just it's just a word to me it's just um, a word but it one, is very popular the wonderful thing is i was looking down this thing and it was a bunch of really horrible sounding words and their meaning and then they but they were on really serene images so you know you've got like <laughs> yosemite in the background and the word moist you know <laughs> just things, <laughs> things like that and at the bottom it's got you know moist meaning damp or like whatever and at the bottom it just says brexit noun brexit <laughs> and i was so happy with that but i actually did find one that i think gets me which is congeal oh uh. nothing uh, nothing should be congealing no there's no part of the universe where congeal <laughs> should ever naturally congeal <laughs> where, no i agree you know, you've you really hit a good one you made me squirm when you said that i mean that's something that should happen in like, you know, it's like, it's the kind of thing that happens in the bedroom of someone you know where they haven't thrown out a dish or something, but it would never happen in your room because stuff shouldn't congeal. That's not, <laughs> that's not okay. It's like, I only, when I hear the word congeal, I kind of envision like, you, do you ever have squeezy mayonnaise? <laughs> I know That's a really about. specific thing to ask. But like, you, like, you know something where it requires squeezing yeah. and the stuff that you squeeze out gathers around the top, but yeah, obviously you put the lid back on and, you know. and it congeals and it's rank and it's the worst thing in the world. So that kind of associates it with me. But I, I kind of have the same thing with my least favorite Go one on. this week, which is Go smear. Oh. I don't like the word smear because to me, it's only ever feces. <laughs> nothing, el nothing else is ever smeared is except smeared. for poo. You don't smear bread on butter, right? No, <laughs> no, butter exactly. Like, it's just poo smeared on a wall. That's the oh, only no. time you ever hear of it. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That was one of the words. I think the background for that one was like Yellowstone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> smear. So something else serene. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, dear. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's that's nice and good. We've managed to brush off some least favorite words very quickly whew, there, and that's whew. great. Okay. So we'll move on to our third favorite thing, because speaking of your nice serene pictures, because this mm. is actually a natural segue, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally, Birdkeeper Toby? Oh, uh, okay. Um, so there's... Yeah. So moments where you have... Uh, uh, ideas that suddenly make sense and that they just suddenly open up this big old 
mental like door for you uh so like when i came into making my channel my best friend uh he makes or at the time he was streaming hearthstone and i ha sure. i said to him the sentence i was already doing youtube and i said man it makes it'd be so cool if i could just make videos about my favorite video game series and before i finished you know the word's still hanging in the air and suddenly it's like this big old mental door opens up and all of these possibilities suddenly this big room becomes available to you and Oh my goodness, I could do this. I could chase the idea here, 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 here. And that process of idea uh, following. Incepting. And, and, and incepting. Yeah. And that, that, that moment when two ideas that you, you know, you never thought about how they could come together before and they suddenly breed a third new idea. And that <laughs> stuff is so exciting to me. It's when, when I did drama, it was my favorite thing is when you're in the rehearsal studio, when you're in the rehearsal process and you're running a line, you're running a scene, and it's just not quite working. It's not working, it's not working, it's not working. And then suddenly someone says, try it like this, right? The director says, try it this way. And, and suddenly it clicks. And everything, that moment when you hit something, it's it it's so real and it's like, it's this exhilaration and this thrill. And suddenly that is a high that you just cannot, I, I, it takes me so long to get off of because it's just, that's my day now is great. This might be one of my favorite answers. I think that honestly might be one of my favorite answers oh, we've had for you. that question because it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. When something finally clicks in your head and it opens up that epiphany, it's almost yeah. a head rush of like, Oh my god, I it's, can do all this stuff now. The like, flow state. Wow. It's magic. It's it's that's what that's where the art comes from, right? Whether it's, it's acting or music or, or, or dance or whatever the thing is that you do or you know, it's it's that moment when everyone in the room kind of looks around at each other and you get that wink of we know we're onto something good here. It's goosebumps, you know, and that's that is the moment when that happens. Not to get all pretentious like five seconds into the podcast, but like that is the thing. I mean, it's a pretentious question, I guess. <laughs> that's the it, thing it kind of is. Let's be really honest. Gets the juices flowing, and I'm like, okay, now I can do something with this. Now I can output. It's just exciting. See, so you cool. may think that's a pretentious answer to a very pretentious oh, question, yours. but. I think that's I think that's bang on. I mean, a lot of the things I've kind of had to repeat this question a lot. So I guess I've answered this in a lot of ways. But actually, for <laughs> I, I might get a bit cringy here. But for Go me on. recently, my creative, spiritual, emotional thing that's kind of kept me moving or inspired has actually been that Jenny B. <laughs> She's been very much a pushing force for me lately. And she inspires me to do a lot of new things. And Aww. she... She invigorates me to do a lot of stuff. So I'm going to be a bit cliche and cringe this week and say that Jenny B because she's actually been like, she's really, really encouraging to everyone, not just to me, oh, but that's guys. what makes her great. <laughs> what am I like? Eh? I'm going to be, I'm going to be that guy, but I like passion. I like enthusiasm and I yeah. like, I just like seeing people who are talented at stuff. And I like having a kind of, therapy group of people who do the same thing which is why i yeah. like being friends with you and liam and luke and james and spammels and all these creators because we kind of come together naturally yeah. and our brains kind and, of you know, amalgamate she, is a, she yeah, that jenny b is a very uh creative and i think enthusiastic kind of human and these people are good for all of us to be around because i think for a lot of people in the world they kind of go through life and don't get it and that's there in their you know they're living life in their lanes and not that that's wrong or anything but you know it's nice to have the reaffirmation that no 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 there is a certain magic in art 
here that we should all be chasing in our various fields and it's not dumb these careers they're not they're not dumb to pursue the editing or the acting or the youtube or the music it's not stupid look we're all in it together and actually we're in on something here that everyone else doesn't know and it's good to be surrounded by those people i completely agree and i think this has been this has been one of my favorite segments of any of the hogcasts was <gasps> do that i win discussion. do i win the hogcast you win the hogcast yes yes <laughs> Magnificent. However, we are going to have to bring things down to a more somber note for our next question. So with regards to the creative, spiritual or emotional side of things, what turns you off? I I actually don't have an answer kind of like pre-prepared for this. Uh, Fair enough. For me, it's needless bureaucracy. Needless bureaucracy. It's a kind of that's kind of obscure and it's a bit specific. But so let's say, for instance, in the world of video editing. Uh-huh. I love give me a bit of footage I will make that into a better bit of footage and I love doing that that's great when you then tell me to make a list of all the footage a list of the clips that were used yeah a list right. of the sound then you lose me I don't want to do all that I really don't I just want to make the stuff and it's like how Game Grumps for instance Aaron hired somebody to do all of the business side and to edit because what he mm-hmm. likes doing is sitting down and outputting creativity and that's great obviously he does a lot of the business side but he just wants to do that and I imagine it comes from a similar place I just don't like needless bureaucracy I get, yeah. it puts me a lot of jobs it puts me off some hobbies or you know monetization of hobbies but that would be mine do you have anything similar you know i mean i get that like on my end so obviously i'm i'm not an editor actually editing is one of the jobs i try to outsource when possible because there are so many editors out there who are more talented in that area of of the business than i am and uh to me it's not actually my favorite part of the process however i'm aware that when i send off footage and i get it back i'm not then gonna be like okay can i get a a list of like every song that you used and where you get every clip because that's not really part of the job that anyone wants to be doing or that they like or is potentially that you say it's unnecessary it's just ticking boxes and it's usually done in corporations corporations usually want it to tick some kind of box yeah and it's annoying beautiful things i love about being a freelancer and doing what i'm doing on youtube is uh you know having complete control over the processes i can try and make it as fun for people as possible. Um, Absolutely. I, I guess one of the things that does uh, kind of turn me off creatively, um, or just on a spiritual kind of level and on an emotional level, is people who have who, who get in their own way and have identified problems with their life and know that it will be hard to overcome those problems, so don't do it. And just rather wallow in it and live in it, whether that's a friendship that's fallen apart or whether that is like their own mental health. And I get for a lot of stuff like for a lot of people, myself included, that's an incredibly hard thing to do. Not everyone can just, you know, get up and, and go, OK, I'm going to solve, try and solve my problems today. And today is going to be the beginning of the rest of my life. Not everyone can do that. And I, I, I almost feel a little bit bad because I have this very proactive attitude about myself and and i know not everyone has that and i don't relate to their experiences very well um sure but it really it does upset me when i see so many wonderful people not reaching their fullest potential and then sort of complaining about it and me going you know or people going hey you know if you just got the help that you needed in this area it's okay everyone needs everyone needs help no exceptions here of course you know, if you just look in this area, this area, this area here, the nuts and bolts that need tightening up and they go, yeah, yeah, you know, that sounds 
Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, you know. It's like, no, what are you doing? You've got to try. It's you, all about the trying. You only get one go at life. Why are you not trying to fix this? <laughs> like, I no, want to scream. I you do know? agree. I want to grab and people. And, and But it's. I get that for everyone, it's not that easy. And I feel really bad because I've. it's taken me years of living life with the attitude I have to be at a point where it's almost second nature to me to when a problem comes up, I want to deal with it like ASAP. Um, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, the coping mechanism has been to avoid the problems. And so I get that not everyone is at the same place I am, but man, it just, it hurts. Cause I'm like, you could be so good. Part of the problem is people need to admit when they have a problem. Yeah. Obviously to, like if they're aware of it and they're not fixing it, that's one whole other problem in itself. Yeah. And that's always very frustrating. But like, I, I, I've always found that it's, one of the hugest steps is very much admitting it. I've had a lot of things in my life recently where I've had to, like, be honest with myself about how I treat my body or what I do to myself. It's mostly related to my eating, and people obviously are aware that I'm very, very thin. And I've had to be a bit more honest with myself and say that it does come from a place of a minor eating disorder. Yeah. And I have had to try and come to terms with that. And that was only something that, again, through Jenny B's help and stuff, that I've had to, like say out loud and kind sure. of acknowledge that it exists and it does help to then go right here's the problem that's the solution that's not not an overnight fix what yeah. can i do every day that's a tiny little step towards that doesn't have to be a huge step yeah. could be that could be an iota you know but it's a step first of all that's uh, i'm really sorry to hear you going through that and that's an incredibly brave thing for you to have to kind of come to terms with and, and deal with i'm on the other side of the eating disorder spectrum i guess with the i don't think i ha i have one but i definitely have an unhealthy relationship with food uh and i had a moment about well i can tell you exactly 43 days ago because i've been counting the days since uh where i just went this is ridiculous you're not fitting into the shirts you want to fit into anymore you know you're not happy with yourself and it's just like okay this isn't going to be an overnight fix but where could I be in 50 days if I just walked the amount of steps that I want to walk, drink water, not, you know, Coke or whatever, um, and, and eat right? Where can I be? And, uh, you know, stick to this kind of general calorie limit or whatever. And um, uh, when thinking about it, not so much in terms of, oh, am I eating exactly enough or walking exactly enough or drinking exactly enough or whatever, but thinking about it in terms of, okay, I have X amount of days and eat, I will count each day as a victory, and I would like to get to this day. Um, that is personally a, a path that I found to kind of getting through it. And like I said, I'm now on day 42, I think, out of the 50-day goal. So it's like, it's getting there, it's getting there, it's getting there. And if you had told me 42 days ago, like, you're going to do 40 days and you're going to be really healthy... I would have been like, been like nah, no way. I'll give up after day two or three. I must, have, I must admit, I yeah. thought you looked very healthy at MCM. I thought you were looking in very good shape. So obviously it's been working. Thank you. I'm going to try. You're looking very healthy too. Oh, let's just do this for the podcast. Let's do this let's again. Look, we're back in 20 <laughs> minutes later. Let's come back every 20 minutes and just have and a nice pat on the back. How, how good we, we look. That's great. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have every 20 minutes a little kind of like positivity Which break. we do. We're stunning. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on to something a little closer to the boat. Birdkeeper Toby, okay. what is your favourite curse word? Now I'm aware that you are going more towards a child-friendly kind of content, yes. which is actually why there's no swears in this podcast. Yes. If any have slipped through the net, I apologise. <laughs> I do no, intend to catch right. them, yeah, but I'm also I'm in broadcast mode today. I'm I'm being radio friendly, and I'm trying not to swear. It's your channel, and I appreciate you accommodating to me. Anyway, I'm. Uh, it's yeah, fine. It's I a mean, test for me. It's a, ch it's a challenge. I mean. 
Obviously, I I couldn't possibly. I don't have a, a curse word. Are you are you mad? What are you implying? Ooh, I suppose bum. You said a naughty. You know. Um, yeah. No. I, I I'm afraid I couldn't possibly tell you. But I because uh, it's it's for me. I get a lot of. I know I have a lot of uh, parents who who watch my videos um, with kids and, and with their kids and, and that's in itself is incredibly flattering but it's interesting because if you know you know me in real life and you know that before the podcast the way that i talk off of screen and on screen there is a difference there and for a lot of creators the way that people engage with the creator is through their um i, I guess a certain amount of like how genuine they're being and so it, there have been points in my career where i thought should i start swearing more because it's maybe a little bit more genuine to my IRL, you know, self kind of kind of thing. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I, I think about it when I'm Birdkeeper Toby, when I'm doing Birdkeeper Toby videos and content and related stuff, I'm playing a version of myself that is just, you know, the kind of, almost the kind of thing that I would have liked to have seen when I was growing up and watching Pokemon and playing the games. As, as and that's great. And that's a good reason Pokemon to do media. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, so it's good. I mean, do you have a kid-friendly curse word you'd like to share today, Ed? Well, I'd, I mean, if we are going kid-friendly, I'm a big fan of the word butthole. <laughs> yeah, that's I like I like butthole. It's just a <laughs> funny word for me, you know? Like, oh, it's, it's the B in it. I like it B is. words like that. And I butthole is just funny. The butt. Yeah, I get you. Put get it in you. the butt. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> or like uh, Finding Nemo. They touch the they touched the butt. He touched the butt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And also in an American oh. accent, it works even better. Like, butt doesn't sound as nice in British or English accents, uh -huh. but in an American one, butt. But. <laughs> There's something really funny about it. <laughs> like like a butthole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Butthole. Just sounds yeah. way funnier to me. So my child-friendly curse word for this week is butthole. Yeah, nice, little, nice little change on it. What are all of your child-friendly curse words? You post those in that comment section below if you guys are watching over on the YouTube. And if you guys are listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or any podcast app, make sure you guys leave us a little five-star review and then migrate over to the YouTube version and leave us a comment. Actually, Berkey Batobi, this is a good opportunity for me to plug your socials, or rather, for Ooh. you to plug your socials. Where can okay. people find you on Twitter, YouTube, yeah, or Twitch? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Twitter Twitter and YouTube and, and Twitch. Birdkeeper Batobi is always the handle no matter where you're at. Uh, on Instagram is the other one that I like to use. But Twitch, I'm taking a little bit of a break from for the next two months as I'm going to be traveling around. So don't expect to see me there a lot. But Twitter, YouTube, I upload two videos a week, uh, three if there's a bonus video. Um, but yeah, Twitter Twitter and YouTube are the main two at the moment. And it's all just Birdkeeper Toby. It's super easy to find me. Can I ask, is uh, there a Birdkeeper Toby? In the, in the Pokemon games? Yes. 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 That's why is I'm. That is why I'm called Berkey Patobi. The origin because story. Because I, I believe there isn't an Ace Trainer Liam. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. No. My Liam. I have a backstory. Yeah. Um, that's actually cool. Li Yours Liam, is actually in game. Liam's just pompous. That's that's his backstory. <laughs> my, mine is that like uh, there there is a Berkey Patobi in game. 
Uh, my brother's name is Theo, and down the road in Olivine City from where Birdkeeper Toby is, there is a Birdkeeper Theo, and that's in gold and silver. And so that always stuck with me. I was like, oh my goodness, we're both in the game, and they're both Birdkeeper too, so, so it must be related. And so that always stuck with me, and, and when I was coming up with the channel name, I just uh, thought back to that and was like, yeah, you know what? Sure, why not? Now, we're actually going to come back to gold and silver later. This is something that we're going to discuss in one of our features okay. later on. So okay. remember this, because I get I very excited talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver, but we'll come back. We're halfway through this little questionnaire and we'll power through okay, the rest right, and get right. back to Pokemon. Okay. So, Birdkeeper Toby, what sound or noise do you love? Is it the call of a bird? Oh, I have an answer to this, but I can't demonstrate for you because I forgot to bring one upstairs. It is the sound, uh, uh, it is the sound of when you throw an apple in the air and catch it back in your palm there is a noise that happens and it, it's just like the most satisfying thing. The sound uh, of an apple clapping into your hand. Yes, kind of thing. that's a great word, clapping. It's like the, an apple just kind of landing just back and it's just this noise. It's good. It's a good noise. I like that answer. That's a really, really good answer. Thanks. Do you have a sound that you've, you know? Oh, that's really tough. Oh, oh no, you've put me on the spot. I didn't um, come up with one this week. Uh, that's uh, okay. Think of one. I mean, the e opening of a nice cool can of Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, uh, that's that. That's this week sorted. Even even the first good crunch out of an apple. Apples just have a way of generating good noises. People don't. They do. They're like the <laughs> wonder fruit for Foley. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Foley, on the flip side of this, what sound or noise do you hate? Yeah, that bloody segue. That was great. That was, that was awesome. So you are in the you were also talking about like about a sound that kind of gave a feeling I remember in the in the one with Isla um and I've got one and it's going to make you cringe once while I was shaving I oh. was kind of shaving my mustache and I bought the razor down and it chipped my tooth Oh <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Oh, it's <laughs> teeth and eyes. I can't do whatever. Oh. Whatever that noise slash feeling oh. was, I want nothing to do with it ever again. Oh, I'm I'm oh. squirming and <laughs> writhing in too. my chair, Toby. Just, what have you done? No, you don't. No one wants that in their life. They should not. Those are things that should not connect. They should not touch enamel and ah. Uh, yeah, oh. we're good. Oh, so, actually, do you know that brings me on to one? How often do you bathe in a bath? Not often. I have a shower box, sadly. So whenever oh, I see. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm a regular house. bather. I ah, bathe okay. on a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's it's a regular occurrence. But obviously, baths are made of that plasticky enamel kind of thing. Your nail accidentally catching and scratching that—it's mm. literally chalkboard. But like, it yeah. just resonates on your entire body. Oh, oh god, I can feel can it. Oh. Can we just stop? I'm like shaking. This is like the opposite of ASMR. This is having someone describe a sound to you and then you get uncomfortable. This I love this. This is literally going to make so many listeners miserable. We're <laughs> <laughs> just ruining Welcome days. to the halfway point. I hope you've left. Well, Birdkeeper Toby, oh, we, we've yeah. covered sounds. Let's move ourselves away from sounds because I can feel my bones starting to kind of crunch a little bit at the thought of a lot of these. So okay. we'll move on to something a little bit more thought in Invigorating. Okay. Birdkeeper Toby, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Now, are you a full-time content creator or is content creation a part-time thing? I am. No, I'm, I'm YouTubing full-time. Um, whether it pays that or not, I have no idea. I, I, sure. look, I look in the account sometime and I'm like, oh, 
I should Uh-oh. work. I should. Uh oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the moment it's you know full time YouTube and whatever other little freelance things pop up. Um, but honestly, it's it's always been, and I, I hope I get back to acting at some point. Um, it that was something that I studied in college. I went to university to do. Then I partway through my university degree moved on to do film production, and YouTube became a sort of byproduct of all of this. Ended up pursuing the YouTube path. I hope that acting is something that because i know i love it i know i absolutely adore it reading scripts i'm great at memorizing scripts um and i had a sort of a little bit of a calling back to it recently this year when i I took a friend and i just said you know what we're just gonna go to a to a room for a day and we're just gonna run lines of scripts that we have not we have no intention of doing anything with these and it was such a fun day um and it's that process of being in the in the uh, in the studio being in the in the rehearsal room and yeah and letting things naturally flow just, and then letting things click and then feeling yourself yeah, developing it's cathartic and it's right and i want it i want it in my life but i'm i'm i think i'm actually there's a weird bit of fear that i've been aware of for the last sort of four or five years in relation to acting which is just this inner monologue going you are not very good you won't be very good and i don't know what that is and that is something i will have to confront because YouTube won't be forever, and I do want to. I do want to do this, and I will do this. There's, there, it's not even a case of, oh, uh, you know, I might. I hope I get back to it. No, I will act in the future. I will be in stuff. Um, but it's this is something I'm gonna have to definitely confront to deal with that. That said, if it could be anything, you know, outside of my talent zone or whatever, um, then I would love to be able to sing and play instruments. I envy the musically talented and the idea of standing on stage. And whether it was a cappella or uh, playing an instrument and just bringing joy through music, it would be the coolest thing in the world. See, I'm a big fan of of musical performance, and actually, that's something I've been quite fortunate in being able to do recently mm-hmm. because I play bass for my friend Freddie's musical duo called Sand Scout. When it's just two of cool. them that make the music, but when they perform live, it's me on bass and it's our friend Henry, who's an incredible drummer. And then we we basically just go and have fun. Like we know the songs because they send it to us as they're writing them, kind of thing. So we sure. already know them. And so going into a rehearsal with that, it's just it's just getting to jam together in that kind of drama oh. space. It's that same kind of thing. And I kind of I understand the desire for that because it's exhilarating. It's so much fun, even if it's something not that important, like if it was a tiny pub gig. It's still great to go on stage and acting. Acting's such a wonderful thing to do, yeah. even if you don't feel like you're good at it. Because the other week, we obviously recorded Break In, which is the new sketch coming to Game of yeah, Thrones, the trailer. starring Jenny B. You might have seen the trailer, as Toby has. But it's it, it was a lot of fun. And obviously, I haven't done acting since A-Level. Uh, I mean, I've I've kind of been in sketches, mini sketches for Game Hop. I've not done acting, acting. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird for me to jump back in. And I don't consider myself a very good actor, but it was it was great fun to do. And now I want to do loads more comedy sketches. And Birdkeeper Toby, I'll, I'll formally invite you now on the Hogcast <gasps> because I didn't realize you were such a, oh, a burgeoning please. actor. I would love to have you as one of the main roles in an upcoming Game Hog sketch. I would love that. You know, I I got invited. Uh, I sort of did an audition and got invited. To work with my friend, wonderful friend Matt Lay, who I think you know. Oh, Matt um, Lay, yes, at, I do know a, Matt. He's in wonderful. A, in a comedy sketch of his uh, last year, and it is very much that feeling of like I just kind of want to dip my toe back in the water. And doing stuff with friends is so much less scary than doing stuff out there in the real world. No, I so, agree. You know, and I kind of I would 
absolutely seriously if you've got a part if you've got something you want me to do I would love that, Ed. Thank you so well, much. Well, there Let's we go, totally guys. Look forward to Birdkeeper oh, Toby please. starring in a Game Hog ah, sketch coming at some point. Because God knows when the one with Jenny B is coming out of this, right? <laughs> sure. So, Birdkeeper Toby, <laughs> oh, what profession other than your own would you not like to attempt? I don't know why it says other than your own. What profession would you not like to attempt? Um, Under no circumstances. Some people have said things like quite base, like bin men. Some people have said anything to do with kids, like a teacher, because... They don't Any, like kids. Anything that is high responsibility involving somebody else's well-being is is not. <laughs> it's just not for you. It's not me. You know, I'm. I'm not. I. I especially any job where you. It, I mean, I'm. I'm really genuinely terrible. Uh, in an apocalypse scenario where there has to be some hierarchy and work structure, I'm going to be awful if I'm not the boss. <laughs> like because I just have this weird thing with authority. I don't want to work for other people. No, this I'm is saying. my life. I don't want to work for other people. And any situation, I remember working in a shoe shop and I was like, you know, you got the manager coming in and she's talking about how, you know, we're going to we're gonna make this the best shoe shop in the world. By the way, that shoe shop is now gone. It's been liquidated. <laughs> so but, it was no longer the best no shoe longer. shop in the world. Yeah. She's going to, she's talking about how great the shoe shop's going to be like. I'm like, no one cares. We're here for the money. No one cares. And I think... In the, uh, I don't know what the ultimate form of that would be where it's just like, I just don't want to serve you. <laughs> but no, like, you, I resonate with what you're you know, saying super I want, hard. I want autonomy. I, it sounds really selfish and childish. I want complete It's not. You know, no, no, no. It's so not idealistic. at all. It's you know? not at all. Because the thing is, people above you will... Because you're quite outgoing and you've got a creative mm. mind... People being above you are restrictive in that way, and you feel yeah. leashed, and that's a problem. I mean, and when you don't respect the people above you, then it's really bad. Yeah. That's when it gets really, really bad. So, as an editor, for me, if I don't respect the person I'm working for, luckily my boss Mandy is is amazing, sure. and I respect her on a number of levels, and I'm so happy to work for her because she's amazing. I've yeah. never said that about. Well, actually, I have said that about some other bosses before, but not at my most recent place of work. And that was an example of having zero respect for the establishment, zero respect for the bosses, and therefore zero respect for the work I was doing yeah. and put in zero effort. And that doesn't look good on me nor them. And I, ch I had to complain and I had to I had to quit quite. I quit quite explosively as well, which was unprofessional of me. Sure. But it was just it was so soul crushing and it destroyed my mental health. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't work for you. I can't do this. I won't work for this. Yeah. Screw you. I'm going and working for myself. And I have never been happier. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's fantastic. I'm on the other side of. You, because I make videos, but I don't edit them. You edit videos for other people, so you're kind of we're kind of on the very much the opposite sides of this uh, coin. Sure. Um, and when I'm, you know, I'm aware that the people that work for me don't work for me. You know, they're not they're not my employees. They are no, freelancers. They're individuals who you're just referring to. Yeah. And it's important to me because I don't want to be that kind of boss where I'm demanding deadlines and stuff. Where I go, hey, here's all the stuff. Is there anything I can do to help you? And when I'm checking in, to not be so blatantly obvious as, hey, don't forget the deadlines. You know, they know. They know. That's why I gave them the job in the first place. Yeah, of course. And, you know, uh, I will say to them, look, is there anything more I can do to help out? If not, just how are things looking on your end, just so I know? 
And the great thing about us all being freelancers, you know, stuff can get rearranged. If my Birdkeeper Toby video isn't out on time, the world doesn't end. I just yeah, release it's, a different it's video. Or I make something else. Or I do have the ability to edit myself. You know, it's not going to be the other... The point is, it's not their fault if I don't get a video out. At the end of the day, it's my So channel. you it's don't feel this kind you know? of raging attachment to it Absolutely. In that way. And, and so it's important to me to just kind of... And even when I'm working with people on set, you know, sometimes I hire people for camera and that kind of stuff, to just be aware that everyone's there to have a good time. No one... In many cases, the people that work under me are more, far more professional than I am. And they're very kindly kind of... They're the ones going, hey, you know what, Toby? We're actually running a bit behind. Are you... You know, are we going to get this done? And I'm the one there going, yeah, yeah, you know, let's just take five minutes to chill and get the energy good, right? You know? <laughs> well, I think we've had some very, very good discussions here with these. It's I'm good. liking where fun. this podcast is going so far. Well, so I think it's time for us to move on to the final question of this Pivo questionnaire. Okay. And then we can move on to some of the wonderful features that we can play together, Toby. Mm-hmm. The final very deep question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Go on, man. You do it better. <laughs> and wow. Then he can mount me and crown me and put me up on the on, on his throne and I'll be like, cool. Let me show you how we done. Are you aware you're recounting the plot of the the film Bruce Almighty? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so that's what that's what I want. Is I want to be Bruce Almighty. I want to. Uh, I want to. No. Um, I don't know. Like because if what if he called you out on a Pokemon theory? Oh, Lavender no. Town Syndrome didn't exist. That would be so embarrassing. I'd be like, please, almighty, of all the things, <laughs> why this? I don't know, some kind of, because, you know, if, you you know, you find out that heaven's there and, and that this God is there, it, you're suddenly opened up to so many more questions that, you know, but what you realise is, oh man, gods exist. Cool, can I be one? Like, that's like the immediate that's jump a good that point. I go to. Can I be one? That's, that's like the first thing. And obviously, you know, I know I'm not going to get some kind of affirmation of you did life right. The idea that there's one right way, <laughs> wrong right way to live life is ridiculous. So I'm not worried about any of that stuff, you know, like, and if they're cool enough, if this, if this god is cool enough to just be like, to, I don't know, not be like, you are a terrible human, ah, blast, you know, you're gone now for eternity. Like, if, you know, we're cool to hang and chill, like, then some kind of, like, hey, you you think you can do it better? Go on, show me. I'd probably do a terrible job of it, but it'd be but nice to- give it a good try. Give it a good go, you know? <laughs> That might be my, that might be one of my favourite answers for this. You've been yeah. very good at this questionnaire. You've listened you. to the podcast, haven't you? You've it's been... almost like I've been spending all day listening. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, I, I did listen to the one with Isla earlier, and I've obviously I've heard the Adrian Liam one. Gonna go off and listen to the Jenny B one as well later. Of course, and also for those of you who still want to hear other people, you should also listen to Chris Bingham, the brother of Jenny B, and the Luke and James oh, ones. Have they also we have done one? seven Lovely. on the channel. In fact, if you're listening to this one, there will be eight because Bergie oh, Batuby is number eight. And... I'm going to have to go back and restore them. You certainly are. Now, something that has occurred in every single one of these hogcasts mm-hmm. is one of my favourite features that I've ever made, and that is Haiku Do You Think You Are? Nice. Haiku Do You Think You Are is a little feature where I put out to you guys a subject matter for you to submit to us so that my guest and myself can make some haikus together. This week, every single one of you, bar a couple, said birds. I wonder why. I really <laughs> wonder. Boy, but last week, heavy. for Jenny B, we had bees. <laughs> so yeah, I'm noticing a theme. So, Birdkeeper Toby, have you got three haikus for us? I do. 
I'd like okay. to stress that I've not written a haiku before, possibly once in school, you know? Oh, gosh, uh, yeah, GCSEs kind of thing. So, <clears throat> uh, but I do have three. Okay, right. Well, if you're feeling confident, why don't you go with your first haiku? Do you think you are? Take it okay. away. Destruction reigns from above. Bring <laughs> toilet paper, stupid. We will poo on you. <laughs> Oh, good. It's perfect. So oh, this birds. is basically like we're going for the perspective of birds or observations of birds. And obviously pooing was going to be one of them. Of course. From above. That's just what they do. So I'll go for my first haiku. Oh, we think we are on birds. My car is covered in the shit of several birds. Spectacular aim. <laughs> Have you ever seen those in a car park? There's just like out of ten cars, there's one it's that has been yours. aimed at and shelled by pigeons. Yeah. It's always yours as well. And it's always yours. A... Why is it always yours? It's never Brad's. Come no, Brad, yeah, with come your on, nice Brad. car. <laughs> I want you to get your car pooed on by the birds. Jeez. But yeah, no, I hear. You. Okay, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> okay, you so take I'm away with your second haiku. Do you think you are different twist on it? Okay. Fish fingers, peas, chips. It's a lie, Captain Birdseye. He doesn't sell birds. <laughs> oh my god. Why can Captain Birdseye in? I like where this is going. Oh dear. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> okay, mine's, mine's weirdly got lunch involved, so <laughs> I guess we've, we've gone for similar. Okay. Why can't I eat lunch without having a quick check? that I won't die soon. This is something I've watched birds when I'm out and about, and they just can't relax, whether it's in a bird bath, whether it's eating, it's head down, head down, look! Head down, head down, look! Head down, head down, look! It's like, come on, how on edge are you? How often do you get attacked by things? Relax a bit. I wasn't sure where the haiku ended. <laughs> and I just, I was like, blimey, that's morbid. Is there a happy ending? No? No? Which, okay. That's the problem, is it's just, it's really bad. There's no happy ending to this. It's just, they're looking around. They're looking around trying to see what might get them. And actually, in fairness, where I live, there are a hell load of cats. So maybe That's in fairness, bad. there's a reason why mine are all looking around. But Birdkeeper Toby, do you have your third and final haiku? I do. do you think you are? I do. Okay. <clears throat> Budgeted evolution. Dinosaurs digivolve into stupid birds. What a doubt. <laughs> What a downgrade. <laughs> sigh. I had an extra syllable. So oh, that doesn't sigh. matter. That's fine. I love it. That was amazing. Cool. I think that one's got a win just because of the I Digimon. I did a haiku. I'm so proud. Go on, let's hear your third one. Okay, my third and final haiku do you think you are about birds because it's Birdkeeper Toby's week? When we all birds tweet. Let me try this again. I got that wrong. <laughs> when we birds all tweet, you believe we're singing songs. We just shout swear words. <laughs> I just love the idea of that. Every morning you wake up to, but actually, just like the idea that it's just, <laughs> it's you really like, East End Cockney birds going, you, you and I like just proper got, shouting. You got like Snow White going on, and she's like, all the birds are like coming in the window. And oh, exactly. Up actually, they're going, shut up! Keep it down, love! Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining. And you know Beautiful. what? For the first time in advance, we've had one suggested to... Well, not necessarily, <gasps> but it was in the Ooh. Discord suggested to me by Ted, who was 
at the MCM Comic Con panel and gave a haiku during the Q&A. So Ted is already haiku MVP. So okay. his one is, I am a seagull. Fecal inconvenience all over your head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing working the fecal inconvenience game hog meme into that that truly I'm, is a haiku do you think you are yeah I'm pretty impressed by that and I'm glad we were all on point with the bird poo absolutely you know, we knew it was gonna happen it had to be yeah. mentioned so guys who do you think one haiku do you think you are this week like i said if you guys are listening in audio form whether it's on soundcloud or your podcast app make sure you head over to the old youtubes or head to at gamehog games and tweet me who you think has won this week's haiku do you think you are so now let's move on without any hesitation berkey patobi onto another feature which this week well, it's not this week, it's every week, but it's Am I Normal? This is basically a little feature. I like to get into the heads of all the guests, Toby, as you well know. And one of the things I like to know is the little quirks that people have. Quirks that people have are very, very interesting. And the one that I always bring up is that in my youth, I used to basically think that there were sharks in the swimming pool. Yeah. And I can't do back... I still can't really do backstroke without feeling uneasy. So what about you? Do you have anything I like mean, that? I, I've definitely had that. So I known about this part since the first one of these I've listened to so I've kind of had one for ages and then I had one that came up today that I thought oh that's totally a thing so the one that I've had for ages is evil monologuing <laughs> right in, in real life so if I'm really annoyed at someone or I'm just or even if I'm not even if I'm just feeling like you know what life's going really well right now you know much like in House of Cards I'll just sort of turn to the camera that isn't there and just kind of have a little monologue briefly not for long not like a full-on you know but yeah <laughs> oh my god you're like liam you and liam are both like you both talk to each other that's that's you great just, all the poker tubers talk to themselves you just talk to the kind of invisible camera and talk about how life is going really well and maybe it's just because um house of cards is a very addictive kind of show um but the there's something about that where it's the idea that all of my actions are secretly being watched and now I'm just going to turn to the audience and talk about how everything is going to plan. <laughs> my enemies are falling one by one. <laughs> you even like steeple your fingers yeah. as well in a kind of like... Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and exactly. the other one, which is far more tame, which is I don't believe that hula hoops are real crisps. That's the... They're not. Wow. That they is are not real crisps. Shout. And I refuse to believe that they are, no matter what evidence is presented to me. I'm That's just amazing. not comfortable with it. Okay? Wow. Cool. I mean, I, I'm i not a huge fan of the hula hoop. Me neither. Why For would me, I eat them? It's, They're not it's cool original Doritos or go away, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Decent, decent. What decent. are your crisp of choice? Ooh, I used to really like Monster Munch. Uh, now I'm I'm fancy now. I, I have kettle crisps. Ooh, uh, you are fancy. I thought you were going like to maybe go for like the kind of middle ground of sensations. No. But that no, is very I posh. I don't buy them. I just steal them off my mum and dad. Ah, I see. <laughs> I understand. They buy them and I pretend I'm fancy. I don't know. Do you have any other of the like? Because I've heard the shark one week to week. Um, I'm a bit of a hypocrite with clicking bones. Yeah. So like I click my finger, like not in the, I can't do a lot of them, but I click my fingers from side to side because like my knuckles get a bit weird. But if I hear other people clicking their fingers or their neck or their wrists or whatever, I get really antsy about it. I'm like, ah, stop it. I don't like it. And that's such a hypocritical thing of me. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I guess it's like 
it's not as bad when it's yours. I guess it's in the same way as if I accidentally piss on my leg, it's not as bad as if you accidentally piss on my leg. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what? I, sorry, I know that was a really weird metaphor, but like... I can't think that those are the same things. No, I, can't, I, can't, I don't think Maybe that's quite. just me. Maybe we should move on. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's okay if it's okay if you're in a pool. It's just going to annoy the shark. But that's oh, don't do that to me, Toby. Why Let's would go you full do circle. That? <laughs> oh, do you know what? Actually, talking about sharks, that's made me. That has brought me on to the next feature, and there's kind of a reason it's brought me on to the next feature. The next one is super timey wimey hoggy boggy nonsense. Okay. The reason this exists, Spurgy Batobi, is this is a time travel segment. Somewhere in the past, or maybe the future, or maybe a couple of hours ago, where would you travel and why? The reason I'm bringing this up is because this is something I feel you may be able to talk about with me here. Is I want, well, maybe it's not necessarily that I have to go back anymore, but I really want to go and try the Pokemon Gold demo. Yeah. Right, that was leaked recently. Because that is super exciting for me that's leaked this week or in the last couple of weeks. Like, because Gold and Silver are my A, my favorite Pokemon games, B, because the Game Boy Advance was the first console I owned, it was one of the first games I ever played. Mm -hmm. It was the first Pokemon game I ever played. And it was just, it was amazing. It's so weird to think, because I have such an attachment to it. It's so interesting to see what it could have been. This whole yeah. this whole different map that was bigger. These new Pokemon, they're like some that made the cutting floor, some that didn't. And it's, it's it, really It's cool. amazing to see how many of them are designs of Pokemon that have come since, like in even up to the latest generation. Yeah, like the far-fetched uh, evolution looks like Swanner. Yeah, and it, it really gives me... Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. It, it gives me so much hope for, like, th like that we'll see these designs, some of them reused. I would be a big fan of Because the Mime like, Junior was a thing. They actually Mime brought Junior. the Mime Junior in. Yeah, yeah. Tangrowth was kind of a thing yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the baby of, form like, of Dojuo was so cute. Yeah, but had three heads, which was kind yeah, of Yeah, that weird. doesn't make sense. So that was a... Should have maybe... just gone for the one. But yeah, I guess you can't you know, really that, do that. That makes for something really morbid, that if the baby Dodo do Duo had three heads, what happened to the third head in the middle stage? I hate to Is make it... it crude, but it becomes an anus for the duration of the Dodo's <laughs> life. Oh, no. So it just, like, tucks away in. It's it like kind of, like, it gets it's one of them. It's like a process of random nature. And one of them goes <laughs> straight back in. And then oh, that's it. No. For, until it evolves. And that's why Dodrio is so angry, is because one of the heads... Yeah, he was like, dude, <laughs> I was an anus for 23 levels! Yeah, exactly, exactly. Quite right. Um, uh, do you have any time in your life that you would go back to, or a time in the past, or the present, or the future? Or do you? would you go back and try the gold and silver demos? So, I feel like whenever it comes to the time travel thing, uh, people either want to travel like really far in the future to have all the cool future technologies, or people want to travel really far in the past to, like live like a god but the thing is is like if you travel too far into the future you're going to be an idiot all right you're going to be surrounded by people who are far more intelligent and far more attractive than you because i'm pretty sure that's a thing that happens with time travel i'm probably far more hygienic than you <laughs> but if you if you travel back in time sure you're going to be like the most incredible human for a brief period of time but you'll also be burnt but alive as a witch Absolutely. And, you know, so you have, you only actually have a really reasonable kind of small uh, window to work with. So I think back in time, because you can always do the money making schemes. And if I'm going back in time, it's got to be to around about my childhood era, essentially 
on a super exotic shopping trip where I can buy early copies of sealed gold and silver and Pokemon cards purely for nostalgic enjoyment. And obviously also make a ton of money, you know, putting my stocks in Apple and Google and whatever else. The but obvious like, answers, yeah, the, the financial ones, you know. benefits, um, yeah. But I genuinely, I genuinely think that's a, unless you're using it to play games, like I know you mentioned that you had Chris Bingham on here earlier, and I know he's done a really cool video about time travel. Uh, and he, I don't know what his answer was, whether he was saying the thing about the cabbage. Um, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, he's done a video about messing with people's heads with cabbages. Anyways, uh, that I, I just remember seeing before. Unless you're using time travel to, like, play games with mess with people, I think the only place you reasonably can go is back sort of within your own lifespan, get the nostalgia factor, get the money factor, and also know everything that's going to happen for a brief but period. But would you want to observe that moment like a camera watching it, or would you want to re-experience it first-person style? Ooh, first-person re-experience. Oh, in that case, I'd just love to replay college. All of my college days. Not because anything particularly special happened in them, just they, they were super fun. Sure. And just, I'd totally love to replay. I'd love to do that again. See, yeah. my, I've got one that's slightly more base than the nice ones that we've picked, which is just I had a really, really funny experience on PUBG once where I think we, four of us went to a crate and it was it was with Liam and Yoan, I think. And then a Jeep saw us doing it. It drove into us. It exploded in the air, flipping a thousand times. All of this was happening whilst one of them was balancing the loot crate on his head. And I think I I think I burst something inside me from laughing so hard. <laughs> and Lovely. it's i just I, someone it was ted who gave us the haiku he reminded me of it today and i just want to go back and experience that those moments where you belly laugh beyond control yeah i love those and i want <laughs> i want to experience more of them oh yeah oh no that's so nice though yeah i would love to do that just you know go back to some of the best sleepovers with friends and, absolutely and yeah the ones where you just giggled and giggled and yeah, yeah yeah exactly absolutely just up, up all night playing Halo, eating unhealthy food, and just laughing about nothing. It's the Bang best. on. And there we yeah. go. That's That brings super timey wimey honky bongy nonsense to a kind of interesting closure and brings mm. us neatly on to our, our penultimate feature, as it were, because obviously the final questionnaire is still to come. And by the way, it's a Pokemon belter. <sighs> So let's go into the last of the features before the quiz. Let's play God! And Toby, you get an opportunity to shout the title of this, so go ahead. Let's play God! I want to do Oh no, that was great. I, I like it. Someone did a bit of variation on it. Perfect. This is wonderful. So basically the point of Let's Play God, oh sorry, uh, Let's Play God is that we have to basically take on the point of view of a deity. We're going to change something about society or maybe humanity. They're, they're the same thing. I kind of mean humans in general, like mm -hmm. maybe their biology or anything. And we'll discuss the effects that might have. So, Birdkeeper Toby, do you have anything that you as a deity would maybe change? I don't know. I kind of have like a general idea, but I don't know how practically this would work. Go on. But the the idea that it, it's always bugged me, like, you know, we got a planet and it's like covered in lots of different bits of rubbish and there's all these half empty buildings and everything's kind of broken. And, you know, like you've got everything's being built on top of itself. So we don't have like all the latest technologies everywhere because it means digging out the old stuff and putting in the new stuff. Um, like I saw, did you ever see the uh, Kickstarter for Solar Roadways? Yes, I did. 
Oh, it was so cool, and like, if we had solar paneled roadways, they would constantly have energy, and they provide energy for the rest of the planet, and you could have like, LED road signs, and it could self-heat and get rid of snow, and like, if there's an accident coming up, and or something on the road ahead, it could warn you with LEDs. It was a nuts idea, but it'll never happen, because it would mean getting rid of every other roadway, and putting it in, and then by the time it's in, all the technology would be redundant. So I'd really love to use just some powerful mega deity you know powered wave of whatever to just go over the planet and enhance everything up to the current version reset like like the earth is brand new but in terms of latest technologies windows um, wants to install all updates, <laughs> updates to the earth exactly but like you know how like you go to like you know in the in the nhs they're using like windows xp or whatever because it would be too it would be i think about how horrific that would be to spend a day like updating every computer how many patient files would mess up you know like the, it's just the not world, worth it yeah. the world cannot stop for the day a day to update everything because people would literally die so you However, as a deity are going to do like that to in just, a click Thanos i would like style. to install windows 10 <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I would like to or better yet give them a mac anyway just, <laughs> Hey, haha, that's just my opinion. I'm the deity, so... <laughs> I think that's a really, really strong answer because it's a very apt one that I never thought about before, and that's what this podcast is about, Berkey Potobo. It's making people think. Now, mine is more the idea of immortality a la elves from Lord of the Rings. Like, remove okay. dying of illness or age. So, just via bodily harm, I guess. Yeah, you can kill you yourself or you can be killed. I'm cool with this. Because uh, I don't want I, to die of old age. I, I don't want I mean, admittedly it's about resources and then this is the whole Thanos thing from Infinity War coming back. Yeah. But like I don't wanna die. But the thing is, if you got a wish, let's say, from a god or a genie, I guess they're the same, um, and you said, Make me immortal or make me, you know, like this kind of immortal, so I can't die of yeah. illness or age, but I can be killed. Would you also stipulate Oh, and also my closest friends or people who are close to me as well. Because then everyone who... Because otherwise, everyone you know and love will die around you forever. But... Uh, yeah, I think you've got to... You've got... You've got to do it... You've got to kind of make everyone that way because the moment you make, a you know, a limited number of my friends and family... Okay, but then what happens when you become close to someone else? Do so they gain that immortality? Well, that's the thing, like, is do I make you know, it general and vague so the wish is perpetual? This is this is all yeah. about wishes now, isn't it? Do you just, you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you know what? This know. might I be think... something I'll explore in Season 2 of the Hogcast, is if I gave you three wishes, what would you wish for? Oh, I think that's so a very cool. good I mean, topic I really of conversation. Like, I really like uh, Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who, because he's got an immortality where, uh, supposedly... In the law, he does die eventually, like millions of thousands years. of years, millions of years in the future, as a giant face, mutated face, the face of Bo, uh, the face of Bo. Right? I'm sorry, I don't know how familiar. I'm very, very are. familiar. <laughs> awesome. So you know, he dies, but like until that point, you know, like he just assumes that okay, I, I'm just here forever now. Um, I kind of like that idea, but yeah, I mean, with that, you've got to then navigate, obviously, all the friendships, relationships. It's the Aragorn, uh, Arwen paradox yeah. all over again. And also, also, how do you... Like, what happens when there's no more Earth to travel, you know? What happens, like, are you going to hopefully live to a point to see other planets? And, you know, what's out there that isn't already here? 
Honestly, probably the I don't want to die. I would love to live like maybe a couple hundred, couple thousand years. That'd be great. But like the finite of it allness is probably the only thing like stopping it from being really boring. Sure. Like, yeah, I you get know, you. Because why would you? If you were immortal, it sounds really weird. But if you're immortal, you're probably less likely to get like a I don't know, like a nine to five job or something. Because you go. Oh, well, what's the point of it? Well, it's I'm a gonna, sneeze of time for you, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, why would I get a job? It doesn't matter. They, what are they going to do? Throw I me in prison? I don't respect this guy. He's oh. 38. I've been alive for 4,000 years. Exactly. You're just not going to do it. But weirdly, the finiteness of it all is, uh, and being bogged down in the itty gritty, that's life, right? That's where all that stuff happens in the in the now, in the present, in the zoomed in. And another question is, how do you fit in or get stop people asking questions? Like, let's say you you finally get the job you want and you work Mm -hmm. in it forever. After 40 years of you not aging, they're like, your picture's still on the wall. You haven't aged a day. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think you have to become a superhero. If you're going to live forever, like, that's the only profession you can reasonably do is become some kind of superhero so that, you know... People will talk about you and go, ah, oh, he's been seen throughout time. You know, he was there, you know, and you would become the doctor, essentially. Sick. You know, okay, you've sold me on it. this idea. Yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> immortality. With great immortality comes becoming a badass superhero. A TARDIS. And that is a great way of ending Let's Play God. Oh, sorry. Let's Play God. Do you want to give it one more Let's shout? Let's Play God. <laughs> I really tried to do hard there. I'm so sorry. Perfect. I love them. So, Berkey Batobi, that has brought us to the end of the features of the Game Hog Hogcast. And this has been magnificent. I think you've actually I'm given us fun. some wonderful answers to oh. a lot of things. However, there are some more answers for you to give, Berkey Batobi, because okay. as you know, right. we top and tail each podcast, each Hogcast, with a questionnaire. You started with the Pivot questionnaire, one I didn't invent, but one that's very insightful. We now go on to a custom Game Hog Quickfire questionnaire exclusively for you. Some of these Ooh. questions may be a bit boring, some of them may be a bit derivative, but the thing is, it's about how quickly you can answer them and thinking on your feet. Okay. Birdkeeper Toby, are you ready to face the Gamehog Quickfire Questionnaire? I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do this. Let's do this. Your time starts now. Charmander or Squirtle? Charmander. Incorrect. Squirtle or Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur. Incorrect. Bulbasaur or Charmander? Bulbasaur. Incorrect. Ah. Mark or Trubbish? Trubbish. Correct. Luke or James? No, you actually answered it. Oh, God, you're not meant to answer it. (laughs) What? I don't know these people. Most people boycott it. Was I correct, though? I'm afraid that was incorrect because you actually Ah! answered it. I'm sorry. If you could be a black belt knob or a hiker knob, which one would you be and why? Get it? I'm working in Pokemon jokes. Black belt. Black belt. Because it makes you good at what you do. Well, there we go. That's a good answer. I'll give you correct there. What armoured Pokemon would you ride into battle? Steelix. That's a great answer, correct. If you couldn't be a keeper of birds called Toby, would you rather be A. Fire Dancer Gerald, B. Triathlon Derek, or C. Ace Trainer Liam? (laughs) Definitely not Ace Trainer Liam. Fire Dancer Gerald! Oh, I was going to go for... Unfortunately, the answer was Ace Trainer Liam. What? Name a Pokemon that looks most like a butt plug. <laughs> a Geodude? <laughs> oh, oh, no. that's, oh, God, I'm afraid the answer was Wabafer. 
Where can you buy toys for dragon type Pokemon? Toys R Us? Very close! It's Hacks R Us! Ah, nice. Okay, right, that's bringing us to the very final question. Are you ready for the final question? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Gen 2 is the best Pokemon generation. Discuss. Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct! That awesome. is it! I got one! I got one! Burkeeper Toby, you have finished the Gamehog Quickfire Questionnaire with <sighs> 6 out of 11 correct. That's not a bad oh, score. I you aren't currently winning at the moment. Chris felt... Bingham and Jenny B have done very, very well. But I'm afraid you only got 6. But you did come up with some cracking answers there. But it you did like also answer score. the one about Luke or James, which has never been answered so, before. I don't know these guys that well. I, I know, and that's con, fair. But so there we go. So I throw that to, to everyone. And or James. <laughs> there we go, guys. It's nothing personal. He panicked on the spot so birdkeeper toby thank you so much for joining me on the hogcast this has been Dude, a fantastic thank you. thank you for having me i've been wanting to be on one of these since i heard the one that you did with liam which was like the first or second one it right? was the very first one and it was great fun Man. and like i said all of these have been very very different they've all had a different vibe liam's was very laddie spammels was very uh -huh. relaxed luke and james very easy and conversational isla's was very passion filled and kind of you know indulging our nerd sides mm. jenny b was very very it was very very pleasant and smiley chris bingham was very deep and slightly emotional in some ways and ours we've plunged some human debts we've had some laughs and we talked Fun. about pokemon i think okay. that's been i, think I tell been you great. what i'm you're gonna hate me i got two things to pick up on isla's one quickly before we end this Go on. Uh, which is the first of all i'm the guy in the cinema who crunches food oh you bastard. even in the quiet place the person that i went to see it with i'm there with my bag of crisps oh toby why i'm sorry because i want to enjoy myself and screw everyone else apparently i will be more appreciative in the future of other humans in the only i i, I only take my feast when i'm like pretty sure that no one else is going to be in there well that's fair enough like, at I'm least you're considering and you the other swine. one is I started watching the anime that you suggested about the guy who goes back in time. Oh, Erased. Um, erased. But don't be too proud because I got about two seconds in and went, uh, reading. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and and I, I, I maybe if I get back to that one day oh <laughs> mate well that's fair enough i understand that and it's a barrier for some people and that's fine but at least you tried and i respect you for that Birdkeeper toby thank you again for coming this has been thank great you. fun i hope you'll come back for season two for another oh appearance. i'd love to thank you and look forward to seeing Birdkeeper toby in an upcoming game hog sketch sometime this year i imagine but Birdkeeper toby where can people find you one more time on all of your socials of and various things find me on youtube twitter facebook instagram Twitch, um, all of those things, Facebook, uh, YouTube and Twitter are the main ones, and it's just Burkeeper Toby everywhere. There are some slight variations with Instagram, but it's all linked on my YouTube. It's super easy to find. Just Burkeeper Toby. Look me up on the things. Uh, you'll likely find me. Perfect. Thank and you. there we go. Guys, if you have been watching on YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment. Who won Haiku do you think you are? Give us some of your Am I Normals. I'd love to read out some of your suggestions of quirks that you guys all have. Make sure that if you guys are watching on iTunes or listening on iTunes rather because this is in your ear holes, that you guys leave us a lovely five-star review and tell us your favourite bit of the podcast. This has been great fun. Thank you again, Toby. Thank you to you guys for listening. And we will see you guys in in the next Hogcast. Take care, everybody. Bye, Zs. Bye! <laughs>